Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. At the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you, and I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you just felt like you're a gerbil in a treadmill and you're doing a million things and everything is so quickly passing around you and you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to do this and you have to do that and you've got lists and lists and people are tugging on you for this and for that and then the treadmill stops and suddenly where's everything? Where's everybody? Where's my to-do list? What am I supposed to be doing? Life is on hold. Have you ever been there where you just feel like all of a sudden your life is a time of waiting? Whether it's a good waiting or a bad waiting, waiting is still waiting. And now what? What do you do now? I don't know about you, my friend, but there have been several times in my life where I would have welcomed a time of waiting. When I was teaching and starting actually at 6.20 in the morning for a zero-hour class, teaching through all of the hours, and then driving about a half an hour to the radio station in St. Louis, where I was on air from 3 to 6 p.m., and then had to rush back, whether it was for a time for a rehearsal for the upcoming musical I was directing, or I was teaching a class at Webster University for teachers. And I had papers to grade also by the time I got home. I barely saw my husband enough to give him a kiss, fall in bed exhausted, and that alarm seemed to go off immediately, and back I was on the gerbil treadmill. I got used to that for about 30 years. That was my life. And I guess I came to like it, at least love it well enough that I did it. I enjoyed everything I was doing. I was just doing too much. And now I'm in a new season because since my husband has been diagnosed with cancer, I heard clearly through scripture and through friends and through my own prayers that God told me to take everything else off of my agenda. Don't go to these meetings. Don't do that. Don't participate in this or that. Just be with your husband. And so that's what I have been doing. And life is on hold. And my mom and brother are down here for a couple of weeks. Duke is speaking down in Sarasota. And mom is staying with us. And while we are sitting and waiting and thinking and praying, and it's not a bad season, it's just a time where we don't know where it's headed. We know that Bud is supposed to be at the hospital every day for radiation. We know that I am supposed to take him. God made that clear. I am to be with him through all of the effects that things are having on him through his times of cold spells and shaking spells that he's already had and bouts with diarrhea. I won't get too graphic with that, but also many other things like just kind of hot flashes and not knowing where the fatigue has come from. And when he says he needs to lie down, I try to lie down with him. And I try to be there by his side, even if I'm not doing anything but just being with him. Because after 50 years of marriage, that's just what you do. 
And because I love him and because God said that we are two who have become one, I'm kind of experiencing the same effects that Bud is having right now. And so we wait. We wait patiently for the next step the doctor tells us to take. We wait patiently for the next test to see where this has gone and if it's improving or if it's not. We wait for the next test to see if he needs to do something more, something less. And we wait and we wait some more. And while we're waiting, we can just twiddle our thumbs and cry, oh, why me? And believe me, that would be scriptural, believe it or not. If you've ever read in Psalm 13, this is from the director of music, a Psalm of David. In verse one, it says, Oh, how long, Lord? How long will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will the enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord, my God, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, oh, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I, Lord, instead trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise forever, for he has been good to me. Oh, my friends, the Lord has been so good to me. He's been so good to my family. He's been so good to my husband and our marriage. How could I ever think anything but good would come from this? And I know that it will. In my heart of hearts, I know that I can see the end from the beginning. And I know that there will be a great testimony out of this. I believe there will be healing out of this. And I believe that others will even learn from this just as we're learning as we are in this season of waiting. There are many of you listening right now that are going through a time of perhaps needing to be healed physically. Some of you are going through mental turmoil, or maybe it's emotional or spiritual. Maybe it's not even you personally, but a family member or a friend that you're interceding for. And that's also scriptural to pray for one another. And we're to pray without ceasing. So if I'm in a time of waiting and God says pray without ceasing, I should spend my extra time praying. And that I shall do, God. I will be obedient. I will learn from this time of putting life on hold. I will wait for that expectant outcome. And in it all, through it all, I will give you the glory and the honor and the praise as always. God, I pray right now for the one listening that's going through a hard time, whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually, or emotionally, whether they are just kind of depressed or whether they don't know exactly what they're doing or where they're going or what they're supposed to be doing. God, I pray that you will give each one of us that same ability to pray without ceasing, to read your word, 
to learn what you say about those times of waiting. And if we wait upon the Lord, we shall be renewed as wings with eagles. We shall run and not grow weary. We shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, how to wait. And my friend, let him teach you. Be joyful because it's the joy of the Lord that is your strength. That's found in the book of Nehemiah. You need your joy for the strength. You need your time of waiting to grow and renew and refresh. And most of all, to be a testimony to others that need to know Jesus as their Savior. Because when we place our trust in Him and fully surrender, God will deliver as he has promised. In the covenant relationship, you will learn to enjoy the waiting. And life on hold is not really on hold. It's on hold with a purpose. And that's what makes the difference. God bless you, my friends. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.